The following podcast is equivalent to a TVMA rating, thanks to the author's strong and frequent use of adult language and graphic recollection of her sexual escapades. We strongly advise listening alone or with an extremely open-minded, politically incorrect companion, such as a gay bestie. Welcome to How Bitches Are Made. I'm your host, Rachel Melvin. And joining us today again, we have... Hi everyone, it's Kevin Barrett, Rachel's boyfriend. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. I like that I'm still a special guest. You're always special, Kevin. How many have we done now? This will be only our second alone, our third total. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Yeah. This is going to be all right. (laughs) We're working it out. Um, welcome to our new listeners. If you are unfamiliar with our podcast, you can listen to season one, which is available now. We are typically a scripted podcast, but because of quarantine, we're doing a special season that's called How Bitches Are Made in Quarantine that is unscripted, where I'm just sitting down and talking with anyone who will have me and who will listen. <laughs> it's so much fun doing this. Get um, off script. <laughs> And if you are a recurring listener, welcome back, and thank you so much for your support. Um, This week, we were going to talk about how bitches get laid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Our special friend, Yanni, uh, came up with that one. He he did. I love it. I think it's going to be a really fun podcast. It it is. Um, We are pushing it another week because... Nobody's getting laid this week. (laughs) Nobody. Not bitches. No one. No one. It's too damn hot out. <laughs> it is. There's a lot of sweat involved. There was this one know. episode of um, The Tonight Show when Jay Leno was still hosting, and I don't I don't remember how old I was. I just remember it. He was making jokes about how hot it was in Burbank at the time that people were, um, dogs were fucking each other just so their owners would spray him down with a hose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was me. They got a video of it. Oh. Wait. You were on Jay Leno. You dirty dog. Weren't you on Jay I Leno? was on Jay Leno. Well, Murphy, speaking of dogs, is yes. on Jay Leno. He had his own little private feature. Oh, I wish everybody could see Murphy right now. He's very hot. He just got settled into his dog bed that he loves. Yeah. Uh, we're filming this one. This is the first uh, podcast we're actually filming. We are filming. We're getting a little more creative and interactive. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> wish I would have worn a shirt. I know. Um, you're welcome, ladies. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I jokingly said, you should just wear no shirt and that handkerchief around your neck. I guess the joke's on me. It was hot outside. Okay. <laughs> Free the nips, people. Free he, the nips. He did just get off of his yeah, motorcycle. A little, a little motorcycle ride that was extremely warm. It's very hot here. And the only reason I'm wearing this bandana, other than having a fashionable mask, is I soaked it. In water before I got on the bike. And, and you want to smell your own No, it's like one of those, you know. It's like one of those things. It's like, so bad you have to keep smelling it. Exactly. <laughs> it was one of those just cooling, you know, around the neck. And then it dried up in 10 minutes and I was like, ah, Wait this a minute. is fucking so hot. You were actually like cooling off because it was covering your sweat? You didn't rinse it or did I, did I tap out and not hear you say that? I think you tap out most of the time. No, I drenched <laughs> it in water and wrapped it around okay, my neck. Okay. So That's it so like much cooled me down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, it felt so good. And then the wind got to it, like that 90, you know, degree heat wind. But I like warm wind. Oh, like a hair dryer. I don't like warm wind when I'm already hot, though. I suppose that would suck. But Yeah, my bike has a terrible air conditioner. (laughs) Very inefficient. So we were going to do How Bitches Got Laid. We're not doing that because I kind of had a rougher week, and I felt 
It was a strange week. It was a very strange week. And I thought, let's revisit the whole camaraderie and quarantine and kind of talk about some of the things that we've been struggling with. Because I know if, if we've been struggling with them, other people have. For sure. And there's nothing so. more validating and gratifying than hearing someone go through the same thing that you go through. So you feel normal and like you're in good company and you can kind of laugh about it and take some of the tension and stress away. So that's what that's what this this week's episode is going to be about. I'm calling it Quarantine Blues. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> very sad. Um, so should I start or do you want to start with any stories you had that were weird? Like, why was your week weird? I, I feel like this week was just like in a funk. It was it was so strange. Like if it could go wrong, it would go wrong. Murphy's Law. And it was Murphy's Law. Um, and Murphy's just looking at us right now. I know. Just my like, mom had this really cute thing when I, I, I used to work. My second favorite job to acting was this place called As You Wish, mm-hmm. As You Wish, which is like a color me mine where you paint pottery. And we had these little mag, well, pieces of pottery that you could turn into a magnet. And mm-hmm. it was like a little paw. And so oh. I painted it, and my mom goes, you should name it Murphy's Paw. Oh, <laughs> your <laughs> mom cracks it. me up. That's yeah. adorable. It's cute. Anyway. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything bad this week, like overall catastrophic. You know, um, we're in a pandemic. That's bad enough as it is. Uh, but it's it was great. just like, yeah, if, if you wanted to finish a project, there was no way in hell it was getting done. This one was just weird yesterday. We've had the power off for a week because we're upgrading a panel at one of the houses. It's so hot out there, we need air conditioning, we need to bring the fridge back in so you know we don't lose all our food and stuff. And the electric company just forgot to come. <laughs> just flat out forgot. Like we had the electricians on board, we had everybody you know amped and ready to go. It got to like 5.30 at night and we're sitting around like, okay, are they coming? My buddy hits them up, you know, constantly throughout the day. And then uh, this morning gets a call and they're like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. We forgot. You forget to turn someone's electricity on. <laughs> That's like your whole, your, the, oh my gosh, the basis of your whole business. I know. Yeah. yeah. They're like one of the few that actually still have jobs, but they've somehow forgotten how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long lunch breaks. It's just one of those weird things. I mean, no matter how much you schedule, no matter how much you plan, you can only do so much on your part and yeah. you know it's left up to the universe well, or, that's, you know, that's sort of like else. i yeah. think the theme of the week for me is i just sort of felt like this week i was on the receiving end of a lot of intense energy mm-hmm. and when when we talk about how bitches are made we talk about there's a cycle it's you take shit you swallow shit you spit shit back in other people's faces and then you're shamed and labeled a bitch and the only way to break the cycle is to redefine the term or, you know, you, you become the shit, you rise above it. And I, I think it's really, really hard, no matter how well practiced you are, to maintain that being above it. So I felt like this whole week I was just on the receiving end of shit and I was doing a really, really good job of not letting it affect me. And then there were things that kept happening where I just, I just went down the route that I've tried so hard to not go down, which is spitting it back in other people's faces. However, the way I'm doing that, I think is more composed, assertive, and less venomous than before. So that's kind of a victory. Well, I mean, at some point, it's always gonna get to, you know, anybody. Like if you have enough shit coming at you, like you can be the most calm, cool, collected person in the world and you have done so good at it and it's like 
that straw, you know, it broke the camel's back. I'm not calling you a camel, <laughs> but I do love your lady lungs. But I do pee like no. one. Oh, your joke was better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so kind of to get a little more specific about that, what did we do that morning? We went to Home Depot together. For those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, Kevin and I, um, we have Airbnbs. We have properties. We fix them up. We rent them out. We manage and clean them. And during the pandemic, we've we've just been doing small repairs around my property because we yeah. were not able Catching to rent them out right now. Stuff, yeah. So it usually we're going to Home Depot at least three times a week. <laughs> three times a day. Yeah, that's what shoot. it usually is when things are normal. But which actually is a, a really great example. So we went to Home Depot that morning, and the, I was ordering paint, and the woman behind the counter kind of summoned me around the counter to verify that the code I had given her was the right color. Mm-hmm. And normally I'm very touchy feely, and so I like leaned over and touched her, and I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." And I go, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to touch you." And she was an older woman, probably late 60s, early 70s. And she just rolled her eyes and was like, please don't worry about it. Yeah. Which is how I I feel a lot of people have been. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I'm used to that reaction. So then when we went our separate ways, you and I, you went to one of the properties and I went to go get us groceries. Every day things keep changing with this pandemic. We're getting all the information we can it's not always the right information and even if it's right at the time it changes the next day we didn't catch wind of it so the last that i heard which was because of the next door app was that grocery stores here in our area were no longer allowing you to bring your reusable bags however if you did you had to bag your own groceries because they could not touch them so i was like fine great i want to use my reusable bags i just got used to remembering them all the time so (laughs) let me get in that habit so the lady was just very flustered. I'm not sure what everyone else's experience has been, but in the supermarkets, there are long lines to get in and there are long lines to check out. And I think part of the reason is because they don't have as much staff on. So I'd been waiting in line for 25 minutes, which was longer than I shopped. And yeah. I know... Well, when you have 10 people in line, that's 60 foot line. <laughs> that's every six feet. <laughs> It takes forever. It's very (laughs) true. So I'd been waiting a really long time, and I'm super sensitive to other people and their positions, which I think is a great quality. I'm learning. It kind of hinders me. (laughs) So this woman seemed really flustered, and I was like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are very irritated. They've been waiting in line for a a long time, so I'm going to be bubbly. And I was on the phone with my sister at the time. I hung up the phone because I hate being on the phone when I'm, you know, in front of somebody. Exactly. So I hung up the phone. When it was my turn, I was like, hi, how are you? And she just completely ignored me. And I was like, okay, well, again, she's got a lot on her mind. Mm -hmm. So I I push the cart to the end, and then I get to where the card reader is. I start taking my bags out, and I ask her again, how are you? And she was just like, fine. Didn't ask how I was or anything. And I'm like, okay, like I've learned to not let that upset me either. And so she scans like broccoli and I put it in my bag. She doesn't say anything. Then she scans my kale. I know I'm like such a super white person. <laughs> Where's the <laughs> mayonnaise? Kale. Where's the butter? Um, and then I, the I reach over and I grab the kale and I put the kale in the bag. And she finally notices me and goes, you can't bag your own groceries. And I'm giving you kind of a reenactment so you Mm -hmm. can hear her tone and stuff. And she goes, now I have to come around and disinfect everywhere that you just were. And she just said it in a way that made me feel like I just fucked up so colossally. Like I felt shamed and embarrassed. Yeah, you slapped her child. (laughs) Basically what happened. I was so 
it obviously really bothered me. And so I had said to her, you know, I, I apologize. I'm just trying to help you. My understanding was you guys could not bag our groceries if we brought in our own bags. She was like, no, as if that's common sense and everyone should know, which again is just making me feel worse and worse. And so she finally breaks it down like however their procedure was at this particular chain of groceries, because that's another thing everyone needs to keep in mind. Everyone has a different protocol. Everything's different. It's Everything so is different everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's so, trying their best, but it's it's a lot, you know. It, it is. And so uh, the, I'm, I swear I'm getting to my point. But so she she and I just ended up like, I just, I just didn't want to keep my mouth shut. I was like, you're talking to me like I'm some stupid fool who has no idea what's going on in the world and so I finally she was like how do you want me to bag your groceries and I just put my hands up in the air which you know is like the best white flag (laughs) I could think of and I was like honestly I just want you to do whatever's not going to get me lectured again and then she got super defensive then another person had to come over and be like well you know it's cross-contamination and I was like everything is cross-contamination like it, it just ended up being like this huge altercation and like the, the reason I'm telling this story is because what I ultimately said to her was, I am trying my best. I know you are trying your best. I know times are very difficult and challenging and everyone's confused and scared and stressed, which is why it's even more important to be compassionate and empathetic and understanding and kind. And I just felt like, oh, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I felt so humiliated, like just like a little kid again. Yeah. And I told her there's like there's a way to talk to people. And all you have to say is, "Oh ma'am, I'm I'm so sorry. That's actually you're not allowed to bag your own groceries here. I don't know if you knew it's that or not." It's a recent rule change. It's yeah. a recent rule change like not the Just reason why is into that store. I mean, there's a book you have to read. Well, that's and what nobody they, reads it. Right. That's what they no. tried to tell me. It's on okay. the door. Well, you should have it actually at the cash wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway. Have it playing over the loudspeaker, all the rules while you're shopping. You know? Yeah. Just keep I updating. mean, it's just really important to, to keep in mind, like, people are not getting the same information as you. Some people can't afford to pay their bills, which means utilities are being turned off, which means they have no source of information. So, like, just be kind to one another. I think, like, that event just kind of is when the week started downward spiraling for me. There was, you don't know this story. You heard that story a couple Mm. times. You heard it much more (laughs) passionately told. So where I live, there's kind of, like, to the left when you pull out onto the main road. There is a very tall, like, the road ascends. So you can't always see when a car is about to come down the hill. So you'll be almost in the middle of your turn, having committed to turn, and you'll see a car flying because the speed limit's like 65. So then you have to like gun it to try to not, you know, again, thinking of other people, which is the theme here, right? Me trying to think of other people. So I see this woman coming. I'm like, shit. So I like floor it. And she just, to make a point, starts riding my ass. So I'm like, Don't you love it? fine, to make a point, I'll just break. Mm-hmm. And so I keep breaking, and then I finally stick my hand out, and I'm like, go around, go around. And like she just she kept riding my ass, and then I finally almost was braked to 25 miles per hour. In that, like, 55 zone, right? Yeah, 65. 65. Okay. And then she finally, like, got the message and backed off. But it, it was a passing lane. I'm like, yeah. if you want to pass, just go. Yeah, it was a passive lane. It was passive-aggressive it is what was. it was. <laughs> 
So anyway, so that happened. That riled me up. There were other conversations I've been having with people where it's just like, I just think everyone is in the pressure cooker and they're starting to want to explode. People have been trapped inside. I know my sister's going crazy with a toddler stuck at home and she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. And you don't know what other people's situations are. I mean, we have so much shit coming our way, like at us all the time and we're keeping cool and, you know, we're okay, but... It just takes that one person. She she was pissed off in the day. Like, who knows what was going on. But, like, something in her brain said, screw you, the road rage factor. Right. And then it causes you to do the exact same thing. And then it turns to chaos, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think, like, reverting back to the cycle of how a bitch is made, it's so funny. Because when we talk about, like, how we're raised as little girls, too, it's like, oh, put, be nice, be kind, be likable. Put everybody's needs above your own. Yeah. And then as I explain, you get older and you realize that shit doesn't work. And I yeah. find myself... Or it doesn't come back to you. like Right. But, right. Yeah. And then you get really, quote, unquote, bitter. And that's when everyone starts calling you a bitch. And it's like it's it's so spot on because here I am like trying to put myself in the shoes of the mm-hmm. grocer trying to put myself in the shoes of the the motorist behind me that I'm trying to hurry up for and it's like not only are they not recognizing that they're like making me feel bad for doing good and it's like you're right then why am I thinking of anyone yeah. else yeah. and this is why I always say there's a balance of this is actually kind of a fun story i used to get mad when people didn't thank me for letting them into my lane Mm -hmm. and i was dating somebody at the time who told me well then you're doing it for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. you have to let them in because it makes you feel good not because you're looking for some sort of validation or acknowledgement Mm -hmm. and i that that has always stuck with me and i think that's key because if i like if you let somebody go in and like they don't wave to you or something like i'm like whatever yeah Yeah. i don't need the thank you i was doing that to make myself feel good oh i need the thank you because that's how i used to be sometimes i think people are just entitled or they'll just cut you off you know which is a shame they're 100 entitled but but that's the point i'm making because if i'm like i'm trying to do good for this grocer and i don't need her to recognize i'm doing good it wouldn't have upset me so much i would just be like wow she's having a bad day And I think because of the week I've been having, I've just been feeling so like undervalued and underappreciated. Then then what happens psychologically is I'm trying to appease and I'm mm-hmm. trying to do these things I so that other like... people recognize it. Yeah. Please give me something back. I yeah. want... <laughs> like, then then yeah. I just get upset and enraged because it's just feeding, it's perpetuating me feeling right. undervalued. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are undervalued and everybody (laughs) needs a little, you know, like reassurance that you're doing good. And I don't think, I mean, that's human nature. Everyone wants to get that positive feedback. Um, But looking in that mindset, you don't need it. And you do have to be comfortable with yourself and know that you're good. It goes back to what you said at the start of this episode is there's only so much that is within your control. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to remember when we're going about our day-to-day experiences and and we're, you know, interacting with people that might be having a bad day or that might be really stressed out because of what's going on in the world. And also like keeping in mind, people don't know how to process. A lot of people are very out of touch with their emotions and their mental state and their mental health. So I think it's really important to to understand that everyone's just kind of wrapped up in their own shit and you cannot take it personal. And the only thing that is within our control is how we choose to approach anything. 
So one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was I know you and I have both been feeling really overloaded and overwhelmed. And what's interesting about you and I is we kind of put that pressure on ourselves. We're workaholics. I've always said that jokingly, but this week I think I've actually realized it's kind of a serious thing. I don't know how to just do nothing. We run ourselves into the ground and we get really burnt out. And you and I had a conversation two days ago where we're like, we just, we just got to stop. And it's the perfect time. It's quarantine. Yeah. Why put all this pressure on ourselves? Why do we have to get that project done? Why is this necessary right now? We think that it's necessary and we think that it's going to help us once quarantine is finished. But honestly, there's no way to know. It's, it's time to take care of our bodies right now. Right. Like stay healthy, get our minds like straight, you know, um, all the work's going to be there when we get back. Right. It will be. It always will be. It always will be. Yeah. We need a break. You want to go camping, baby? (laughs) So that was one of the things we decided to do was we wanted to go camping and. (laughs) There is nothing better than just going out into nature, no phones, no nothing, and just being stuck with the person you love. <laughs> it really tells a lot about a relationship. It does. Are you, are you ready for it? Well, we've been wanting to go camping for a while. We were going to go to Zion and then the shutdown happened. And even yesterday we were kind of looking up places to go and it's been really hard to find anywhere that we can go. Yeah, everything is closed down. So what I decided or what I pitched, the idea yeah. I pitched to you was, can we just camp in my backyard? Heck yeah. <laughs> and I'm so excited because yeah. we planned a date night tonight where we're going to go for a quad ride and um cook dinner on a open fire tonight i'm so excited i got this i got this book uh fireside provisions i'm gonna oh no feast by it's called feast by firelight and it's simple recipes for camping cabins in the great outdoors so we picked a couple recipes that we're going to share with you guys on social media yeah this is a really cool book it's such a cool book because if you've never been camping before um, it, it really breaks it down so simply. It tells you how to build any kind of fire you want, charcoal, open, um, wood burning, and then they uh, we'll tell you... we post this in the link. Oh, so for sure. This will be available on the website. But there's tips for outdoor cooking. They tell you like what to pack. Um, and then my favorite part that I stumbled upon yesterday was they have prefixed menus for the kind of camping trip that you want. So Kevin and I were going to do campfire for two, but... Um, oh my God, it is on here. Right. I was going to say, but I don't know if the dinner that I want to have is, is on this particular menu, but it is. Is it? Cool. Yeah, it's the crispy lemon thyme uh, skillet chicken with green beans. And, and oh, I'm just, I'm so excited. And luckily so we had all this stuff in there. We're like, oh, we can do it. Yeah. This is great. It's so all in the fridge. This is super exciting. So this will be like a preliminary little, little yeah. camping trip. But there. And this book's great because like. You can look around what you have in your fridge, see what you can make here. But um, there, if you're somebody who hasn't really gone camping before or done this before, there's another company that I highly recommend. It's Fireside Provisions. Have you yeah, heard of them? Yeah, you think you've told me about them. Yeah, you just tell them the dates that you're going camping and uh, you order kind of you oh, know, yeah, whatever's you on the me. website. And then they send you a box uh, the day before, um, depending on, you know, what needs to be refrigerated or whatever. And it's all pre-portioned, like it's dummy It's like Blue proof. Apron or something for it, camping. Exactly. That's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So but we're going to do pack our own cooler. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got stuff. time. We do. Uh, we also have sage. We do we, have sage. We have rosemary. 
we Kevin have and lots I have, have been growing our own. Actually, I say I love that I include myself in that. Well, you, you and our have, friend Yanni have been using your time, part of your time, mm-hmm. to grow your own fruit from seeds. Yeah. Didn't think that was actually possible. Everyone just bitches about... Can I use bitch in that term? Bitches? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I'm still learning, people. Everyone bitches about, oh, growing from seed is so hard. It's so complicated. Why would you ever do that? Go buy the plants. Well, we tried to buy the plants. We went to Home Depot. Shocker. Uh, we looked at all the different like vegetable plants and all this stuff. And there was just this one homely little tomato plant. And it it's not even an appealing name of tomato. It's called beefsteak tomato. Yeah, those are co- common. You Man, don't know what that is? No, I'm not a grower. I'm learning right now. I'm <laughs> are learning. Are you a grocery shopper? Yeah, I get heirloom. Yeah, me too. Or I'm pretentious. cherry tomatoes. Beefsteak is like the most common tomato I feel oh, like that you'd find in a grocery store that's like affordable. Okay. That's the that's the burger tomato. That's yeah. the salad uh-huh. tomato. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but grown from seed, I don't know how we did it, but we just soaked them in like paper towels. They started sprouting. We put them in some soil. They're growing like crazy. Yeah. It's so cool. If they've really been growing a lot. And that little yeah. tomato plant that he's talking about, Kevin thought he killed. And then it just like within two days bounced back. Yeah, it froze. <clears throat> like overnight, it froze. And Yanni, our friend who just knows so much about growing and gardening, he, he's like, oh, yeah, it's dead. I was like, well, can we, can we still keep it? It's the one plant we have. What if the seeds don't make it? And then sure enough, like it bounced back. And he's like, dude, that's a good sign. Because when they like are almost dead... Those are the ones that fight even harder, you know? You either kill them or they bounce back like tenfold. And this one is going gangbusters. It's so fascinating to me. So first of all, if you follow our Instagram stories, Kevin Kevin is at the Kevin Barrett. Two R's, two T's. That's correct. Yeah. If it wasn't, that would have been bad. <laughs> That's really funny that you're at the Rachel Melvin. I know. And I'm at it's the It's like Kevin we Barrett. were... We never even talked about I it. I know. Yeah. We were just like meant to be. We didn't pick out Instagrams <laughs> together. Like, we didn't um, call each other. But on our stories, we're going to start sharing with you guys the process of growing and how our compost is doing and, <laughs> and all that other stuff. But the, the other thing I was going to mention as you were saying that was you said when when he when the plant died you feel so bad so here's something that happens when you move out to the desert and this is so fucking real (laughs) you become so attached to any little life form the other day i came in (laughs) oh my god i was painting the awnings and i came in just crying hysterically and kevin was like what happened what happened There was this little lizard the day before this day that I'm talking about. I have those metal security screens on my on my doors and I opened one of them and this lizard had gotten scared and he dropped his tail and he ran off. And I was like, oh, little guy. Now back to the day that I'm talking about with Kevin, I saw him and I when I meant to move my outdoor couch out of the way to get to the area of the awning that I needed to paint and he ran out and I knew it was him because he didn't have his tail and I was like oh buddy you're still here cool and then when I went to move the couch back after I painted I smushed him and I just started crying I was so upset like I thought maybe he was still alive like his back leg was so fucked up I turned and looked and then he had like thrown up and I was like he's gonna die I knew I needed to kill him and I'm like I can't do it so I went to go get Kevin to do it I was just like hysterically sobbing yeah. sobbing and I was like this is so stupid it's a tiny lizard but it's a life form it's like, it is a life form and then I even cute, went yeah. around the the house the other day and I was like vacuuming up all these moths that have been fucking 
just spawning yeah. nonstop. Oh, yeah. And then I emptied the filter today. This I sucked him up two days ago. I emptied the filter today. Still just flew out, and I was like, "Oh yay! I didn't kill him." Oh, <laughs> But I didn't, I didn't kill the oh, lizard yeah. either that we know of. That's got to be the weirdest thing. I thought about that the other day. Like being sucked into a vacuum and like then as like, a moth. But like, then I thought he was in heaven because think all the food that there was in there. Oh, true. Yeah. It was just Lenten shit. But can you imagine if all of a sudden you just get sucked into like, you know, this vortex of like, where the fuck am I? What, what no, just happened? I can't what even imagine happened? Murphy like being picked up when he doesn't want to touched oh that's one thing about uh animals out here in the desert i was uh listening to the radio and they were saying like do not touch desert tortoises like they're you know um endangered species like leave them alone like take a picture walk away you know uh but there are those instances where somebody's not around and the turtles cross in the freeway or the road or you know he's in immediate danger so they were explaining to people on the radio how to move a desert tortoise of any size. And this was this was shocking to me. I think I realized because of the moss, like, ah, what the heck? It was fascinating because they're like, there's a certain way that you move turtles, okay? Turtles are on the ground. They are used to going very slow. If you see a turtle, um, which I want to see a turtle out here. That's the only thing I haven't seen. I haven't I'm seen like, a tortoise or a snake, which is surprising. Yeah. I've seen the snakes, but not the not I've never the seen the snakes. Yeah. When you move the turtle, though, you can't pick them up. Like, you can't pick them up too high because they're used to being low on the ground. And then you're supposed to waddle with them, just like, you know, bring them very close to the ground and just transport them in the same direction they were going, very low, very slow across the ground, and then move them like 100 feet off of, you know, the roadway and put them in a cool, dry spot, you know, <laughs> possibly under a uh, bush. <laughs> or a cacti, whatever's around. But I thought that was so funny because I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm not just correcting you. I'm correcting an entire population. Did I say cacti? You did. As yeah. someone that grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, I feel it is my duty to correct everybody that makes this mistake. The plural of cactus is cacti. When you're talking about one cactus, it's a, it's cac- a cactus. But when you're talking about like multiple a- cacti, it's cacti. I'm sorry, I misspoke. I meant like a bushel of cacti. You put the put the <laughs> there tortoise you go. under. There you a go. I'm, but I'm so glad you said that because it's like <laughs> such a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah, those cactuses. <laughs> so frustrating. It's a Western term. So I just want to bring the conversation back really, really quickly to when we were talking about why why we are wanting to go camping and do all of these things mm-hmm. in the first place. It's everyone keeps talking about self care, and even I'm kind of getting annoyed with that because it's like, what does that even mean? It's like becoming such like a hashtag or a trend or something. So I kind of wanted to explain at least what that means to me, which is I think part of the reason I've been feeling down this week is because I feel very depleted, like I'm running on empty. I don't feel like I've been checking in and seeing what I actually need to thrive and sustain and be happy. And it's just because I've been there for everybody else. I've been I've been thinking about all the things we need to get done and hurry, hurry, hurry. I haven't been thinking about, hey, what do I need to do right now? Do I need to work out? Do I need to take some time alone? And yesterday, I actually was sitting there feeling really sorry for myself and depressed and 
kind of thinking about what I wanted to do. We were supposed to record the podcast yesterday. Something came up. Kevin couldn't do it. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? I well, finished. And I was in the same mentality. I was like, I'm just not in the mood to do this podcast right now. Right. I was dealing with a lot of stuff. I was like, I, this, this isn't going to work for me. Yeah. 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 And actually, kudos to you because you checked in. Yeah. It's so Thank funny. I, I would have done it regardless, and that probably would have been a huge disservice. One of the things I really try to work on now that's been super, super hard for me is when there's a roadblock is, I guess this is the whole when one door closes, a window can open sort of thing. It's like you might be so focused on something going a certain way, and when it doesn't happen, you get so stuck on it not happening that you fail to look and see the other opportunity or like the new direction the universe is trying to bring you in because most often it's not just a better way to go about getting what you want or what you're after. It's a more nourishing way. Mm-hmm. You, you get more out of it. So yesterday I was feeling really sad and I'm like, well, what can I do with all this downtime I have? And I think that's why I was struggling. I'm not good with downtime. All my projects were finished. I didn't know what I could do. And I was just sitting, looking, looking out the window at my view. And I thought, I just feel really, really beaten to the ground. And I think one of the things that's really hard for me on this plight of becoming a bitch is I feel like a lot of times everyone expects me to be tough. And then when I have these moments of weakness, I don't know how to be weak or vulnerable is another word. A lot of people think vulnerable means weak. I'm one of them, but that's not the case at all. I'm trying to reprogram my brain to understand that they're not the same thing. But I really checked in and asked myself, what do I need? And I was looking at the two quads in my driveway, and <laughs> like I thought, adventure. I just need to go blow off steam. I, yeah. I don't want to work out, but I need to do something. So I got on the quad. It's weird how that works, by the way. Like, when you're exhausted, you're beaten, you're down and everything, and you don't want to even do anything, sometimes you need to just work out, go like, yeah. blow off steam. Like, even if you don't have the physical energy... It comes from that excitement. It comes from like making yourself do something. Right. You know? That's the whole like the endorphins. They mm-hmm. give that's the you're generating yeah, positive feelings up. and chemicals in your body which just help you. Which by the way, if you haven't read the blog post, um, there's nine ways to make a bitch feel better from the outside in. This is there's one of them is like working out or dancing. Oh, cool. I posted a video of you and I dancing the other day. <laughs> we looked like we were having the time of our lives, which we were, but we had yeah. a really shitty day and that's why we were dancing. <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> yeah. If you watch that video back, it's me almost falling asleep. Dancing. You were actually quite impressive. Ooh, thanks. But but anyhow, I so worked I worked up them endorphins. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that I've I I really do struggle with is feeling like and I think a lot of women probably struggle with this and a lot of men too is you know the stereotypical bread winners Mm -hmm. is that the term breadwinner I keep wanting to say bread maker but I think that's just quarantine yeah either way (laughs) so so when you're the quote-unquote breadwinner whoever that is there is just this expectation whether it's realistic or you've just you just believe it in your own head that there's this expectation on you to be tough and stoic all the time I think that's how I was feeling. I like I wasn't allowed to have a moment of weakness or break down or cry. I wasn't even affording myself that because I wanted to cry. And I was like, don't be a little wuss. Like, get out there and do something. I don't always think that, like, 
that is the solution. Like sometimes you do just need to cry. I, I just want to say this really quickly and then I'll get back to the quad story. But James, I think one of the first episodes of this podcast he heard, he had said to me, you know, it was so insightful because I always had this idea of my mom like being stressed out and angry and edgy and like, why was she like that all the time? And he goes, and then hearing you talk about like what women go through he goes, it just gave me like a different insight into why that might be. I didn't, I didn't look at it. So oh, that's cool. with you such complexity. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think as I've gotten older, I've all, and I don't even have kids to factor into this yet. As I've gotten older, I'm like, shit, life really is tough for a woman in all these ways. Right. And it's tough for everybody in different ways for different reasons. But I definitely think as you get older, you start to realize what your mom really did have to endure mm-hmm. and why women are the way people think they are. Yeah. It's not fucking easy. So so anyway, instead of allowing myself to cry, which who knows how that would have turned out, I got on a quad. <laughs> and I went out and explored my neighborhood all by myself. Yeah. And all by myself is the key one because uh, she's never done that before. I never like, did. It's always, you know, us all going out together and, you know, I honestly feel like a ski-do instructor or something, you know, the guy that you have to go out with and yeah. he watches you and you're like, okay, I'm fine. Like, I just have fun by myself. Like, this is kind of stupid being monitored. So when you said you're like, hey, where are the quad keys? I was like... It, it was a big difference going out alone. And what's interesting is not for the reasons you just said, because I do think I would be more comfortable going with a, actually, I'm going to bring this full circle. Mm-hmm. I actually do think I'd be more comfortable going with a tour guide because I'm afraid of breaking the rules, which again is how girls are raised. Oh gosh, yeah. And going back to the lady at the checkout, I had told you, I even did the right thing, quote unquote, the right thing. I didn't go to the 15 items or less. I went to the normal checkout because I had 18 items. And what did you say to me? Fuck that. I would have just gone in the other lane yeah, anyway. I'm a rule breaker. Yeah. If it's close, you know, I'm not going to come up with the shopping cart of, you know, 200 items. But so I was personally, also- just because there's no money to buy 200 <laughs> items nowadays, you know. They don't even have it stopped. They don't even have 200 items. Up. But so that's the other reason I think I was so annoyed is because I was like, no, I did the right thing. Yeah. I followed the rules. And that is the fucking fundamental difference, I think. I think boys are just more encouraged to break the rules or they're more forgiven for doing so. They just give less fucks. I mean, that's probably why our prisons have, you know, 90% males. I don't know that statistic. (laughs) So, okay. So when I went out on the quad, it was, this is a very big build up. (laughs) We are distracted. We'll get there. So I actually felt free, not because I was waiting on you guys to like lead me to where to go but because for me it was for me it was an experience where I could get more clear on what I was actually comfortable doing I think a lot of times I feel guilt of like you guys waiting on me or I'm nervous that I won't know where I am so I have to constantly see where you are or I have to keep up with the boys and do things that I'm not really comfortable doing I don't want to affect your level of fun we had that happen with snowboarding I almost didn't go snowboarding because I didn't want to affect your your time because I'm a novice and you're great and that's obviously something I need to get over but I'm so glad you came with us (laughs) because we wanted you there we had we gave no fucks about that well that was very kind and you're a very patient person so I actually there was this hill I was telling Kevin about that I circled around a couple times because I was like I think I can do this hill by myself and if I couldn't there's some steep hills that we've gotten in 
danger zone. Well, that was the other thing. So this is a perfect example is there was this really steep hill and you were like, come on, you can do it. Like trying to be encouraging. And like every fiber of my being intuitively was like, this is not (laughs) this. You're not going to do this. And if there's anything I've learned from pole dancing, it's you can only do what your what your body's comfortable doing. And yoga. And if your body is not totally comfortable doing it, your subconscious will jeopardize your ability to do it yeah because you won't feel secure yeah and it's that pause that causes correct it's the hesitation for sure or so that that steep mountain that we went down ended up being way too fucking steep you and yanni went back out after me and you went on the bike that i went on and you were like dude i'm so sorry you should not have been on (laughs) that like like, not on that machine yeah i mean i almost fell over i mean i did i did fall over i just hopped off yeah so so anyway so that kind of traumatized me a little bit so this was actually this was my first day back out on the quad, and I went alone. Or was it the second? It, it may have been the second. second. Yeah. Okay, so so there was this hill, and it wasn't as big. It, it certainly wasn't as steep or rocky, but it was still steep, and I didn't know if the bike could make it. And so I went up to it, and then I chickened out. And I was like, all right. But then I was like, no, you can fucking do this. So I went in a circle, and I just gunned it up. <laughs> nice. And I made it, and I felt so good. And it was, like, such this accomplishment. And then I, I just kind of like cruised. like that rocky moment you got up to the top yeah. of the stairs. I saw all these giant, like, jackrabbits. And Ooh. I went exploring in my neighborhood. And it just, it just immediately put me into this state of gratitude. And then I was like, look how lucky I am. Look where I am. Like, I get to be on an ATV. This is so cool. It's not even my fucking ATV. (laughs) (laughs) But you did it by yourself. And I went and did it alone. And I I felt so much better. And it was funny because I didn't give a lot of thought before I got on the bike. I just, I looked at it and I was like, I need to do that. A lot of times for me specifically, when I make a, a quick decision like that, it is because my intuition knows more than my consciousness. Sometimes you need to check in. Other times, it just beats you over the head what you need to do. Yeah. So find ways, if you're having a bad week, find find ways to blow off steam that kind of just innately change your perspective. In the safest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress that enough. I wanted to bring it back real quick on that um, putting pressure on yourself to do things, you know, um, which we do in work all the time, you know, stressing to get projects done. But one thing I'm proud of us for was we had this camping trip planned and uh, planned is a very, very loose uh, (laughs) word here because we're so good about organizing, so good about getting projects done, scheduling all this stuff. And last night we, you know, said, let's not do the podcast. We record every Tuesday, but like, I'm not in the mindset. Like, I don't think it's going to be productive. I don't think it's going to be good. And we blew that off. And we also blew off our camping trip because everything just wasn't lining up right. We, um, our truck, it had to go back to LA because they were picking up some like other stuff to bring out for the properties. So we are like, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, cram it in the car and everything. And we just don't have enough space. And then we didn't have a set spot on where we wanted to go camping because everything's closed right now. There's, there's dispersed camping on BLM land and we haven't done our research. And I think we're going to, we were working so hard to rush this thing to make it, you know, it's supposed to be this fun great experience that we need to decompress and it was just building up and feeling like 
we're setting ourselves up for failure. Well, Why are we doing this? This goes with what I was saying when there's mm -hmm. roadblocks. When the mm -hmm. universe is subtly telling you no, no, yeah. no, 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 don't try harder to make it happen. Just go, okay, you know what? I'm getting the sense that this isn't the right time to go. What if we get a flat tire in some place where there's no reception? All businesses are closed. Like there's so many things that could go wrong. Don't fight it. Yeah, and that's what's so hard with us because we we have that fight in us. Like when a project's not going right, we swerve and figure it out. And me personally, I love puzzles. So like if something's not working, like there is a way to make it work. But this just didn't make sense. And it was checking in with ourselves and talking to each other. We were like, okay, yeah, this this isn't the right move. Like we can we can push this a few days. We can understand it better and we're gonna have such a better time i was really relieved when you called and told me you didn't want to go because i was not feeling it but <laughs> yes. i didn't want to say it because i didn't want you to get like discouraged or upset yeah. if i wasn't amped because i was mm -hmm. amped to go but i was like this isn't feeling right okay and i was feeling the same way when i <laughs> called you i was like i just made this huge point that i like we need to take the next couple days off like we're both burnt out like now she's going to be all upset, you know, because I was just saying it this, you know, morning, oh, no, like no, we no. got to do it. So I'm glad that I was getting as soon creative. as you said, like, yeah, that's great. That's fine. I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. And this is why communication is key. <laughs> this is why it's, communication yeah. is key. But I think I saw it as an opportunity. I was like, cool, we can just like be at home and like get creative and find fun things to do. And my vacation started after I hung up that call with you. Nice. I took one of Yanni's weed brownies. Oh, wait, you took a brownie? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's God. why I was asleep at 9 o'clock. People, these, these brownies are dangerous. <laughs> There's oh, a man. reason our friend Yanni's really good at growing produce. <laughs> That's Because he started growing other things first. Yeah, weed, cannabis, Oh, marijuana. my gosh. So... I know, like, this has become a joke now. I talk about getting stoned on every episode, so don't be surprised if next episode I just decide to do it high. Are but we just going to smoke and just No, not smoking now, just eating. Oh, okay. But so Yanni had, like, this stick of butter that he decided. He was like, hey, can we bake some brownies? And I was like, cool, I've never had homemade weed anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and he made it, and he told me to take, like, a normal pie slice, essentially. Yeah, a pie slice. A pie slice. And I was like, okay, fine. And I took it and it got me, like we were stoned for 24 hours. Yeah. I woke up and I was day. like, oh shit, I'm still high. That lasted till 4.30 PM. And I was like, never again. So every time we've eaten them, we've done less and less and less. So last night I took what you took last time, the yeah. small portion, like but wall, like, yeah. and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. I felt good. Thanks. I felt really, yeah. and then I was telling Kevin, this girth was insane. So then I watched the Kardashians. <laughs> so I knew I was high. Because <laughs> I was like, I think I might like them. <laughs> it wasn't just background noise. You actually watched. I actually watched yeah. for the first time, yeah. And it happened to be this... I, I watch it on Hulu, so it's not the most recent episode. It was the most recent season. So I know that they've started airing the current season, mm. but it was, I was watching the last two episodes of the last season, and they were talking about how Courtney didn't want to do the show anymore and I was telling Kevin earlier it just the whole show felt really real for the first time and I think I was fascinated about how they were talking about the business of making a reality show and how they were printing out like the analytics of like how the fans perceived each one of them what they felt the show could do better what they loved about the show and one of the things was that Courtney 
felt like she had a private life. And so these last two episodes really focused on that. And as I was stoned, I was like, oh, shit. They're they're now putting the focus of the show on this thing that the, the fans show. acknowledged the, they wanted yeah. more of. And so, like, it's all, it's all planned. But then I told Kevin... They were so real and they and I go and they probably pulled that because the feedback was everyone loves Chloe so much because she's the most real. So now they're all trying to be more real. (laughs) And I was like, maybe that's the route they're going. But I just found it so fascinating. I've never watched the show, but are they normally talking about like the businesses they're running and like the relationships and stuff? Because it's not based around them being on TV. Like, is it? I don't know. I don't know. It, it It is. I mean, for me, I've always felt like I, the reason I don't take it seriously as a show is because it feels very superficial and I just always have it on as background noise because I'm like, whatever. Yeah. It, it kind of, it, it inspires me because there's so much wealth they're showing. So it like motivates me to try harder, right. I think, to like obtain certain things or elements of their lifestyle that I like for mm-hmm. myself. But then on the other hand, it makes me very happy that I'm humble because I don't ever want to be like them in a lot of ways. So I think what I liked about the last two episodes the most was that it did feel like there was actually something to talk about. It didn't feel like they were digging up drama or it didn't yeah. feel like there was benign that was... shit that they were trying to create for entertainment. Yeah, it felt like it felt like businesswomen talking about business. And I was so fascinated by all the different perspectives and viewpoints and, and how they run their empire. I was like, oh shit, these women are brilliant. They're really fucking smart. Yeah, they well, really are. So that was where they're at for lack of trying. No, for sure. But I think I think that made me realize why they're successful, actually, which sounds really bad. But I think my idea of them being successful is just because, like, right. that's the world we live in. Everyone loves reality TV. Like, yeah, but they're listening to their audience. They're giving, you know, they're on people it. what they are there for. You know? yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. So, moral of this story is: Should we be asking like our viewers, like, what do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to listen to any of this <laughs> well, crap? Well, it's, it's funny because uh, that turtles is, and quadding. And... That is actually the um, direction we were going to take today. We are mm-hmm. uh, about to go live on Instagram, Ooh, and that we're going to segue, then, right? Too. Wasn't it? Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna ask you guys how your weeks have been. If there's anything that you want to talk about. Maybe something happened to you. Maybe you need advice. Maybe you have a good story to share. Yeah, what's your quarantine like? I want to know. What are the goods? What are the bads? What are some challenges that you guys have, have faced? We're in what, week eight or nine of this now? Um, yeah. yeah. Where, where like are that. you guys at in this week? Have you been feeling like us or has quarantine been pretty good for you? Uh, we're not experts by any means. We're but not, we're, but we're uh, here to talk know, about it yeah, and feel and like you have a support system. Yeah. Yeah. I got a shoulder here. So we're going to open up Instagram Live right now and get some feedback from you guys. And then I got an email that I want to share with you guys, which you're always invited to email us, info at howbitchesaremade.com. Whether it's a story you'd like to share with us, a question you need advice on, or maybe you want to know how to do something that you've seen us do, definitely write us. Okay, so we (laughs) we just did our first... Um, live Instagram together. That was our first live Instagram together. Yeah, that was really fun. Oh, I moved my mic, so I'm moving it back. Um, that was really, really fun. Thank you guys for joining us, the people that did. I don't think I've ever done an Instagram live story. You haven't? Ever. That's probably only like my second or third. Yeah, unless I felt I way more comfortable with you. Yeah, I might have like accidentally pocket dialed, you know, Instagram live. 
Can That's I tell a you a funny rant. story? Yeah. <laughs> my dad was sitting across from me at Outback one time because I used to work there. So we ate there a lot is what I mean by that. And um, he, he called me and I looked at my phone. I go, Dad, you're calling me. He was like, I'm not calling you. And I go, well, you're butt dialing me then. And he was like, I'm not butt dialing you. My phone's in my front pocket. And I was like, well, then you're dick dialing me. <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes no. I ever told. That's kind of sad, isn't it? Was he taken aback? Was he like... What did my no, daughter he just say? Oh. He laughed. My parents know what to expect with me. <laughs> For, with me? From me? Whatever. Yeah. Um, that was really fun. So what I was getting is most people seem pretty positive. Yeah. Everyone's having a good time. I did feel like no one wants to talk about quarantine though because everyone's probably going crazy. They're just looking for things to do and distract them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a couple nurses. We did. That, you know, just got off of 16-hour work days and stuff. And yeah. this is their kind of escape. Um, but yeah, shout out to all the nurses and all the people that need to stay home and keep their jobs yeah, help the nurses' At jobs pay. be easier. Yeah. That's the thing I always try to, to tell everybody is just, you know, go out of your way a tiny bit to help make someone else's job easier. Yeah. Because that's all we want. Like, how happy are you when, like, someone makes your job easier? You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that we should point out. This is something I didn't even think to talk about that I did that helped me feel better this week was I reached out to my girlfriends. Like, I love you. But I've been a lot around a lot of testosterone. I just like needed to connect with some of my girls. Yeah, we're the worst. No, like, you're really fun. You're really fun. But, but yeah, sometimes I do you need, need estrogen yeah. every now and then. Yeah, your own gender, your yeah. own species. Well, just own... because you know I can talk to them in ways I can't talk to you. So that was really helpful. So the yeah. reason I thought of that was I was going to say sometimes to to switch your brain off into a better mood too. You just need to like reach out to people, yeah. talk to people, and yeah. connect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk to a wall if it helps. Just you know. <laughs> Mix it up. Okay, let's keep the positive vibes going. I'm going to share with you guys um, some things I found online that I think are funny. And as always, they will be available for you to see on howbitchesaremade.com under the podcast. Just simply go to references, find the corresponding episode. In this case, it would be Habam and Quarantine, episode four, title yet to be determined. Something about quarantine blues. Yes. Um... This, I got to tell you, is like one of my favorite parts of doing the podcast because the entire time I'm looking at your screen and I see this wild shit on there, you know. Oh, like do you want me to turn the screen more toward you? No, I love it. Okay. Because I, I can't read it during the podcast. All you, you can know? see is something having to do with Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Yeah. So this one is from, and again, forgive me if I mispronounce them. Kaho memes, I think, is what it is. Um, this is not really quarantine related. I just found it and I thought it was genius. So I wanted to share it. It says how to keep cookies all to yourself. Now, why am I sharing this? How to keep all the cookies to yourself. I'm sorry. Why am I sharing this? Because I have an intense sugar addiction. I hoard anything that is a dessert and I do not like to share. So this picture we're looking at is... Is the answer to all my problems. Yeah. Is that a Reese's peanut butter cup there? No, it looks like it could either be a snickerdoodle or a poorly made chocolate chip cookie. Oh, okay. But this is genius. It is a cookie cutter that when you cut the cookie, it makes it look like you've taken a bite bite out of it. (laughs) So all the cookies you make will look like... They've all been bitten, and no one will want them. It's kind of like the Apple logo, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So that was cute. Uh, But I'm going to eat all those cookies. If they're happy, I I just am like, That's the problem when living with an animal. There's three quarters of a cookie left. (laughs) That's not, that's even better than glass half full. That's great. Okay, the next one is from the underscore invisible underscore enemy underscore. 
It says, governor's easing lockdown. Expectations. And then it's Barney with all of his friends. And then reality. It's the T-Rex in Jurassic Park eating the cars. Oh, my gosh. I think right after that's when the guy gets eaten off the toilet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is funny because he's probably sitting on the toilet because he has nothing to wipe himself with. Yeah, that's true. Okay, which is another meme that my mom sent. My mom sends me the best ones. I'm saving hers for the end. Okay. Okay, so this one I think is really funny too. It says, my neighbors are bored as fuck. And it's a picture of the second story of a two-story home with all the toys from Toy Story <laughs> looking like they're escaping out onto the roof. <laughs> they're trying to get out. It's so funny. Bang I thought that them. was really creative. Another one. First, oh, this this goes back to the first episode of Habam and Quarantine you did with me and Mari. Oh, yeah, Relationships dating, in quarantine. Yeah. So f- this is kind of like a comic strip. It says, first date after Corona. It's a guy and a girl sitting down, candle in between them at a dinner table. And it says, it's so nice to finally meet you. And he says, definitely. And then the next picture is of them taking their clothes off the table's been knocked over and it's like yep let's have sex yes Yes. that one came from low-key legend 718 it's very funny is there gonna be another baby boom (laughs) the fuck knows oh i got another one from coho memes or coho it says quarantine ends and then it's two people lying in a pile of money and the people are labeled divorce lawyers and barbers oh that's why you said baby boom or is oh, it yeah. not? What? I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, no, they were just saying, let's have sex. Let's oh, and, and now this con- this was also, we were talking about relationships in quarantine, a divorce boom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. And barbers are going to be just packed. <laughs> just yeah. packed. Yeah. Um, so then I saw this one, which came from at Emma Smith 77 xx on Twitter. I just, I'm always caution you to use xx in your name yeah uh so it says so my dog has been so happy that everyone is home for quarantine that his tail has stopped working so we went to the vet and the vet said quote he had sprained his tail from excessively wagging it that's so cute so So cute um and then in one of our previous episodes i think i referred to a picture i saw of all these like mountain goats in some English land, it looked like an English city of some mm. sort. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. And I, and I couldn't for weeks. And then I just wow. found it. So I'm going to put that up on this week's episode. That's really cute. It's a picture of goats just roaming a Everyone's staying abandoned inside town, pretty much. Wildlife's just coming in town, yeah. seeing what's up. I'm like, where are these stupid humans? Um, and then this I thought was really cute. So the Getty Museum in Los Angeles challenged its followers to recreate old um, paintings. paintings yeah. So uh, on their Instagram, you can go to their profile and you can see what people have come up with. It was a challenge that they that they posed to their uh, customers, clients, whatever you want to call them, people, supporters, contributors, all of the above. <laughs> and so um, it's just really, really cute. I think, I think, if my education system did its job correctly, that the picture we're looking at is a Mary Cassatt painting i have no idea my educational system did not do me well <laughs> maybe it's, they did I it's super cute it. there's like a little a child um, it's an oil recreating. painting of this uh like Woman cinderella kind of washing clothes i'm and pretty then, sure this is a mary cassatt and if it's not it looks a lot like her yeah god i feel so smart right now <laughs> <laughs> it's like i only know renaissance uh, paintings the cute thing about this uh the one that the uh person recreated is it's a kid uh washing right. some clothes and stuff just yeah, outside like, a washing machine it's cute 
Um, so you can take a look at those. Now I'm going to share some stories that came from local headlines. So I, I love that I say local headlines and it says Indiana kids. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? It is on ABC7, which is Los Angeles. So it says Indiana kids create a quarantine monopoly game. So they've turned their driveway into a massive using sidewalk chalk a massive monopoly game oh this is so cute and they've changed instead of houses it's like uh hand sanitizer for a thousand dollars violating social distancing pay five grand this Wait, is so are funny these kids playing outside with other kids though listen here's what i'm going to tell you these kids are the kids of the future so if they're already capitalizing on this shit oh man we got a lot of Mark Zuckerbergs in our future. I guess so. Thankfully, not a lot of Rachel Melvins, because I couldn't even say Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zuckerberg? Um, so this is a really fun article. I'll put the link up, too. It's it's so quick. Uh, I'm not even going to read it, because it's like three sentences. Um, my mom's birthday was yesterday. No, Happy two days birthday, ago. Joyce. Two days Happy ago. Bladed. And my sister, I if you guys remember I shared with you the little girl whose dad worked for FedEx. He did a FedEx parade for her birthday to celebrate. So my mom shared that with the family. So my sister did a parade for my mom. Oh, and she got all that. of her friends, I think there were about six or seven cars driving around with happy birthday Joyce all over it. So I'll post that video for you guys to see. And the one that I really loved for this week that my mom sent me, it was a marquee. And it says, and in the end, mankind used so much toilet paper, they wiped themselves out. It's clever. The other final thing that I wanted to share with you guys, will you run out and grab the balloon? Yeah, I will. Do, yeah. do you know where it's on the side uh, of the house? It's like got a rock on it? It's on a rock, ah, yeah. That's a cool story. This is a this is a very cool story. So I've been painting the eaves of my house, which you've heard me mention already. And it there's a bunch of bushes next to my house that kind of act as a fence. And occasionally they'll trap in trash. And so the guys had been doing some repairs to my house as well. And I thought this was a wrapper of, of conduit or something. So I went to pick it up and I was super surprised to see that it was actually a Mylar balloon that somebody had written a message on and then put out into the atmosphere. And not only have I given you all the facts of that story that you needed to know, I did so while stalling in a perfect time because Kevin just returned. I did, and we almost lost the balloon, actually. Oh, no! That rock was barely holding it. Damn. But uh, this is for Rachel. She uh, loves ASMR. That's too loud. (laughs) How close do I hold it? I love you so much. <laughs> I do love ASMR. I might I might do an episode where we whisper. It did yeah. cross my mind. I figured <laughs> if now's the time to get if if there's any yeah, time get to weird. get weird, let's it's get now. Weird. Okay. So it's the balloon was in the shape of a star and it looks like it's from two kids. So one side says from Eddie to this person. Hey, be safe. Enjoy quarantine and be safe. A lot, I think it says. <laughs> Be safe. It looks like it says be safe about. Uh, oh, be safe about. Be safe about COVID-19 and wear a mask and gloves. Then the other side says to Mar- or from Mario to this person. Hi. I think Mario is younger. Hi. Nice to meet you. Stay safe. Stay home and have a great day. <laughs> and this was just so adorable because this balloon landed in the backyard 
And Rachel finds it and is like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. It was so cool. It was like a message in a bottle. Yeah. Kevin this said he how, wished. Uh, texts are going to be in the future. <laughs> Just send This is the, how texts used to be in the past. What are you talking about? I know. We're coming for full circle. It's great. Um, Kevin was disappointed they didn't leave any way to reach them. Yeah. Put I kind of was too. Put an email. Put something. something you know? Yeah, but that was super cute because it really did come at the perfect time, we had such a horrible week. Yeah, we were all bummed out, and then we were like, oh my gosh, a m- message from the universe. Yeah, see, so like, above. just spread good when you can. Hey, S- if you're going to uh, send balloons out, though, um, with messages on them, don't do these metal, like, what, what are they called? This? Mylar. Mylar balloons, because they hit transformers, and then we have blackouts. Just FYI. It is true. But lucky me, there are no power lines in my neighborhood. That's true, underground. Um, okay, I'm going to keep this very vague for the sake of preserving their anonymity. Thank you. Yeah. I have a very hard time saying that word. So, someone wrote in to me, which thank you so much for doing that. I always invite you guys to write in to us with any anything you have to say. Feedback, comments, questions, advice needing, short story sharing. Do please specify in the email if you want it to remain private. Um, otherwise, I'm going to share it with everybody. So this girl wrote in. She is a dancer. And the reason that she's reaching out is because she needs some advice. Basically, the advice she is looking for has to do with uh, body image and body dysmorphia. And that's how I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to get any more specific than that. But she was saying she gets teased a lot to the point where she contemplates giving up on this activity that otherwise makes her very, very happy. And she wanted some advice. And here's my advice to this person. You should only ever do an activity if it makes you completely happy, regardless if people are trying to make it an unpleasant experience for you or not. If you love it, you need to keep with it. Dance is a specific one for me because it was a dream that I never actually pursued that I regret every day for not having gone down. Um, I love dancing so, so, so much. So I'm very biased, especially with that art form, and I would definitely encourage you to keep at it uh, if you can. Do we know the age? Is it younger? No, no age specified. Um, but this, yeah, kids can be cruel, and you know, it's it's something that uh, that's on them. You know, anybody who makes fun of somebody else is, um, you know, dealing with problems of their own you know which is exactly what I was gonna say like the the meat of her email is really speaking to the fact that she's getting bullied or picked on for Mm -hmm. her body and um what I have to say to that is basically what Kevin just said it's look I grew up I was very very skinny and scrawny and lanky and I got made fun of all the time and I had a mom who had a very similar body type and experience growing up in her adolescence and and even in her adulthood. And one thing that she always told me is when people make fun of you, it's because they're jealous. And another way to look at that is what I think is a little more accurate is they see you as a threat somehow. So they pick on something that they perceive as your weakness to diminish you and, and make you no longer a threat. So when people do tease you or make fun of you in a weird way, not I don't want to say a compliment because it's not a it's not a compliment, but I've always I've always taken that and just made it used it as fuel or motivation to just 
be better and stronger and you know become more successful just to to spite it um bullies are bullies because they're getting you know bullied at home or they're getting bullied. they're unhappy they're unhappy yeah Yeah. so um as long as you feel good in your own body um you should do whatever makes you happy yeah and and because i've read this email i'm saying this which might seem out of context but if there is something that makes you different and that's what people are are going to make fun of you about i want to remind you there are many many famous celebrities nowadays who are so because of these things that are quote unquote different and a way to refer to them is it's a quality that makes you unique Rather than allowing it to make you feel ugly, I always invite you to find a way to allow it to make you feel empowered, special, different, unique. Um, Cindy Crawford, people wanted her to get rid of her mole. Uh, It wasn't Cara Delevingne. It was somebody recently, they wanted them to pluck their eyebrows and they refused to do so and they became famous for their eyebrows. There's a model that I can't remember the name. Do you know the name of that where the pigment on your skin is different colors? Oh, like the Michael Jackson kind of disease? Yeah, there's a really famous young model right now with that. And I mean, she's getting Uh, campaigns left and right. Ashley Graham was criticized for being overweight. She's made plus size fashion a thing. Like I was just watching Making the Cut and I was so excited to see they had people walking down the runway that were gender fluid, that were biracial, that were um, plus size, quote unquote, that were very skinny. They had had all of it. Like the fashion industry has changed arguably because of Ashley Graham. Well, and, you know, all these people that are doing just horrible things to their body, like um, with, you know, plastic surgery and too much Botox and all that. that You guys. Just when you grow up, you're, you know your face is going to be saggy like just love who you are be who you are yeah don't i'm i am so against changing any part look look i have no boobs i have no boobs and people have asked me or pressured me to get a boob job and i never will just because for me personally i don't like having foreign objects in my body i don't mm-hmm. like it i don't know how my body is going to change if and when i have children uh, being flat chested, I luckily again have a very supportive mother and sister. My sister had bigger boobs than me and always told me like why it was better to have small boobs. Um, my dad even would always be like, listen, I always liked the girls that had no chest. You'll find a guy that also likes that. Kevin. I love this girl. <laughs> there, chest or not. Shoot. I would just uh, my never. My brother had a bigger chest than I did, you know. Never change your body and especially never change your body because somebody else is making you feel like you should. If you need to change your body, I had a friend that needed to get a nose job because she legitimately had a deviated septum. Like actually you could hear it. Yeah. Yeah. She got a nose job and she didn't use the opportunity to like, Ooh, get the nose of her dreams. Like it was actually because Mm. she needed a medical solution. She was breathing like a pug. (laughs) Yeah. And she, she got a nose job and she sounds and feels great and like yeah she looks different but like she looks like how she should have looked she didn't look like you know she got the nose that everyone gets now when they get a nose job like but she looks hot like it's just you know just we do live in this culture that is really self-obsessed and narcissistic and so into our own reflection and it's just it's creating this 
wave of body dysmorphia that I fear is like not even going acknowledged. This well, duck lip thing that girls are doing, you guys, you oh, got to fucking much. stop. Well, and fads change so quick, especially nowadays with like, you know, social media just being at the peak of it's ever been, you know, like fads change every second well i i have really bad body that you're gonna regret i have really bad tmj like Mm -hmm. you guys have seen when i open my mouth fully wide and then i try to close it it like does this weird like it goes in three different directions my jaw is so fucked and i've looked into getting it fixed because as i've gotten older my jaw starts to get stuck like while i'm Mm -hmm. talking and i i think it was like six or seven years ago i had a i had an orthodontist tell me to put Botox into the joint. And then I had a dentist tell me, don't fucking do that because it takes 10 years for them to even see what side effects would occur as a result. And he's like, don't be the guinea pig until it's been proven. He goes, don't do that. And there's just, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. You just, we don't, not enough time has passed to see how this affects people. And I, I know there was a wave of something on social media recently about people that had breast implants that now they're finding all sort of can- cancerous cells and stuff and they're having to remove them. It's well, like, you guys just don't fuck with it. Like leaks. Yeah. yeah just don't fuck with it. Bloodstream. And I know specifically what this girl who has written in is talking about. And if it's a, if it's a medical issue, do what you need to do. But don't let people's words and insecurities play upon your insecurities to where you're actually considering altering your body because it doesn't matter what other people think and you don't want to try to correct something that you might be unhappy with because god forbid it's like again going back to my jaw thing i have two totally different profiles i'm gonna lose one of them what if it's the one i don't want to lose you just you just a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush it's just not worth it and i don't know what age you are but if you are younger it i guarantee you this is something you're going to outgrow the minute i turned 30 i really stopped caring what anyone fucking thought about me um and that will happen it just it just will and especially don't let it deter you from your dreams you got to ignore these people that are saying what they're saying to you or you got to confront them in a very mature way if you're able to and just be like approach them very vulnerably and try to see why they might be so unhappy to where they're picking on you in the first place and I hope that gives you some sort of guidance and Thank you so much for reaching out and for listening to the podcast and feeling like you could come to us with that concern. Um, And again, we invite everyone to do that, especially if it's, you know, something that we've talked about. And if you, it seems like you listen to the podcast, but if you haven't listened to season one, episode eight, I believe it is the episode entitled Sticks and Stones, please listen to that because that is about my personal struggle with, um, you know, my flat chest and, and jaw and shit. So anyway, um, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode, you guys. So Kevin, you have anything you want to add? No, I think we did it. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, let us know what you would like to hear about. Cause we're kind of winging it for some of these unscripted ones. And oh, are we? I mean, I am. I'm a hundred percent. She, I always have me. an outline, but like I said, the episode that we were going to do this week changed. So next week we're going to do how bitches get laid. Yeah. Well, let me know what you want me to just like trail off on. Um, <laughs> Just so I can mix up her outline, keep her on her toes. I think people like having you here, particularly because you're awesome, but because it's nice to have a male's perspective. 
Thank you. Especially most of our listeners, listeners, I think, are female. And listen, I'm aware, especially when you're a young girl, you tend to think a guy's opinion is more valuable than a girl's, which it isn't. But, you know, for those who think it is, that's the purpose you're serving. And a lot of times, I mean, just from doing this podcast, it sounds like a lot of girls think that guys are thinking one way or it can be totally opposite. Yeah. I'm here to, you know. Yep. Try to decipher it. Yeah. I don't know the guys, but... So whether it's bitch-related or quarantine-related, we're going to try to cover it in, in the episodes that we're doing, and um, we'd love to include you guys in them in whatever way. So reach out to us. As always, you can follow us at How Bitches Are Made on Instagram or at Habam Tweets on Twitter. You can follow my personal accounts. I'm at the Rachel Melvin across all platforms. Kevin is... At the Kevin Barrett on Instagram. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T. <laughs> and you can always um, provide feedback to us on our website at howbitchesaremade.com or email us info at howbitchesaremade.com that's going to do it for this episode thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you back next week bye everyone bye How Bitches Are Made is written and produced by Rachel Melvin